0: You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millis now. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. I hope you're well. What's been happening with you? I hope you've had a great few months, weeks and whatnot. It's been a while since I've been solo on the show. Uh, Let's just talk about what's happened over the past couple of shows. You got to hear the incredible Radcliffe. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly enjoyed recording it. She is incredibly inspirational. Uh, yeah, it was an absolute delight to catch up with her. And I think all of her advice, knowledge, experiences are yeah really fabulous. It was wonderful to listen to and speak to her about them. So I hope you enjoyed that show. The last season day that aired was Claire Ashton. Oh, man. I love that. We had, well, we chuckled a decent amount on that show. It was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. And again, Claire had some great advice to, to issue for anybody listening who wanted to take some advice on Seizing the Day. So I hope you've enjoyed those shows. So you've got me solo today. woohoo! To let you know what's coming up in future shows, I got to chat to the absolutely wonderful Melissa Braden. Uh, she is Quite lovely and really enjoyed the show. So that's coming out, I believe, the middle, beginning to middle of November. And then I also got to chat to the gorgeous Emily Noise. Now, we may have had a conversation over a beer or two. So I haven't edited that show yet. So that's going to be quite interesting to see how it comes out. But uh, yeah, that will be the end of this month, the end of October. So a couple of fantastic shows to look forward to. And I've also got scheduled in a couple of really great conversations and great guests coming on. I won't share with you yet until I've actually recorded them. uh, But once I've got those recorded and it's a matter of getting an air date, I'll let you know. But I'm very excited. Two very inspiring ladies are coming on the show. Right, so what else? My short story narration aired too. Uh, the folk over at Suffolk Cast did a great job of editing and the whole production around it. It was an absolute treat and delight to do it. My first, my first attempt at narration. I caught up with Lisa McTague, who wrote the short story very briefly, and she was very, oh, well, she was really pleased. So I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed. Since it was my first go at narration, there's stuff that I would like to improve in terms of how I tackled it. A few things, you know. We always want to develop and improve how we hear ourselves. But I I really enjoyed doing it. I hope you enjoyed it too. It's something that I definitely want to do more of. So watch this space in terms of, yeah, let's see what I can get sorted. Now, on to today's show. I had an entirely different topic in mind for today's show. And in fact, I was going to record it last week. But I didn't feel it. And I've mentioned this before on the show's. I have to be really connected with the subject matter for it to flow better and for it to feel good in terms of what I'm putting out there because you're listening, you're taking time to listen and I want the content to be relevant and also for me to feel amped and engaged about it and I didn't feel it and I went to my son's um, parent meet and greet last Wednesday and I was thoroughly inspired the whole content of the the evening was really fabulous and I've got to say shout out to all the teachers out there we have got some incredible wonderful teachers out in the world Kristen Jameson, Anne Pace, all of you gorgeous people, friends Hannah you're great teachers and I tell you what you help grow our children and it's so important and vitally fabulous to have you out there and listening to, to Jamie's school and how they're approaching the year and what they're looking to do in terms of, uh, you know, teaching the the children was fabulous. Two topics that they discussed and raised and what they'll be focusing on for the youngsters. Uh, One was mental health awareness, which I am really focused on at the moment. I think it's very important. We're talking about it a lot more, which is absolutely fabulous. And I'm really pleased about it because it affects all of us, whether or not we're consciously aware of it, it might be affecting us. It could be affecting folk around us. So it's a really important topic that we need to make sure that we address. So I'm excited that they are talking about it in school. But the other item they mentioned was growth mindset. And they talked about this learning pit that they're encouraging the children to get themselves into and think about how to get out of it. And this development and creativity in terms of how they apply their thinking and the thought process. And they inspired me. You know, I'm in my forties, and I'm inspired by teachers. That is incredible. And you know, I think the whole growth mindset concept, which is again also being talked about a great deal within the world, is actually being applied into companies, um, you know, manifestos and and work ethics, which is wonderful. And it just, I think, adults can also do really well from you know changing our mindset. So I thought today's show is inspired and will be. Why should we adopt a growth mindset? So, first off, let's look at what is a growth mindset. Now, having a look online, over 30 years ago, Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck, now I think I'm I'm hope I'm saying her name right, D W E C K, Carol Dweck, and her colleagues became interested in students' attitude about general failure and not succeeding in tasks. So they set about some doing some investigations uh, and looking further into it. And it became clear that some students were able to bounce back from what is perceived failure, while others seemed devastated by even the smallest setbacks. So Dr Dweck and her team went about studying the general behavior of thousands of children which is where she came up and coined the terms fixed mindset and growth mindset. So this is over 30 years ago. And she used those terms to describe the core beliefs that individuals have about learning and intelligence. On the growth mindset side of things, when students believe that they can get smarter and that they understand that effort makes them stronger, they're more inclined to put the extra time in an effort because they know it will lead to higher achievement. So it's quite fascinating. And like I say, 30 years ago, uh, this study and this kind of exploration took place. And we are now more commonly talking about the two different types of mindsets. So breaking it down, you've got the fixed mindset and you've got the growth mindset. Now, this topic is, is really uh, it's better explained almost using slides, but unfortunately with the audio medium that I've got here, I'll do it by voice. But you, I'll put some links in the show notes that you can use as reference, plus also Google it. I mean, there's so much fabulous stuff on the Internet. It's really, really great to read about. So with the two mindsets, if we explore growth first, growth mindset, believe and understand, as I've mentioned, that you can develop and improve with learning Perseverance and just working hard. You can, you know, go forward and you can become better and improved. Fixed mindsets believe that our, our abilities are innate gifts, that we are born talented and therefore do not need to change or unable to change and don't put the effort in. Now there's a fabulous um, image or sketch, if you like, that no doubt you've all seen from the Stanford psychologist Karen Dweck, or I think believe it was drawn by somebody else. And you've got two heads. The rear of the heads are back to back. And on each side, it talks about the two different mindsets, fixed and growth. Now, with a fixed mindset, the individual would avoid challenges. They will give up easily when they find obstacles. They see effort is worthless and they'll tend to ignore criticism, even if it's constructive and very positive criticism. They see the success of others as a threat So avoid challenges, give up on the obstacles. They see the effort is worthless. Criticism they'll ignore and success of others. Goodness gracious, what a threat. It's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Growth mindset. They will embrace challenges. They will persist in the face of obstacles. They will see the effort that they put in as a path to success and mastery of whatever the given task is that they're trying to learn, explore and develop in. They will learn from criticism and they will take inspiration from the success of others. So they'll look at Joe Bloggs, Jane Doe, (laughs) it's always Joe Bloggs or Jane Doe. They'll look at them and think, crikey, they're doing really well. And they will want to be better than, improve, the same as, but actually take inspiration from their success, which is a fabulous mindset. Now, those with a growth mindset tend to achieve more. They're less inclined to worry about looking smart or knowing it all because they know they're going to learn and therefore they put the time into because they want to learn. Those with a fixed mindset do not tend to achieve more. Now, reading from an article on brain picking.org, Dweck and her team. Am I saying that right? Dweck sounds very hopefully Dweck. Maybe it's quicker or Dweck. Here we go. work <laughs> and her team found that people with fixed mindsets see risk and effort as potential giveaways of their inadequacies, revealing that they may come up short in some way. So there's actually a doubt there, isn't there, in terms of your own abilities. It's quite fascinating. So they don't push themselves beyond their boundaries or what they know that they can achieve because they don't want to look like they're failing. And perhaps that's a Perhaps that's the way we've taught people who grow up with abilities, you're great at this, you're great at that, but then that individual doesn't then want to push themselves more in case they do fail because they don't know how to deal with that. I suspect those who have a fixed mindset would likely highlight flaws in others in order to make themselves feel better as a personality trait or maybe shut down the forward, forward thinking. There's an argument to say that they might even, certainly I've seen this online, they might look to cheat and deceive in order to continue being successful in their own way. So now I'm reading this fabulous book, and again, I've got to thank my son's school, this fabulous book by a gentleman by the name of Matthew Syed, Said Syed, S-Y-E-D. The book is entitled Bounce, The Myth of Talent and the Power of Practice. Now let me read you the blurb from the back. Matthew Syed, best-selling writer and international table tennis champion after many hours of practice takes us on a revelatory exploration of being the best and the true nature of talent. In so doing, he debunks many cherished myths, that we can be born brilliant, and that child prodigies prove that, that we are restricted by our genetic makeup, and that social background matters. He also makes some surprising discoveries, including the impact on performance of intense religious belief why athletes and others choke, and how a Hungarian man turned his daughters into three of the best chess players in history. Entertaining, provoking, and positive, Bounce reveals how we can all be exceptional. (gasps) Honestly, this book, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm not anywhere near in it enough to be able to give you much more of a synopsis than what I've just read there. But long and short, what I've read, he believes firmly that his ability and his and how he's been able to excel at a table tennis champion and he's yeah i mean he's incredibly brilliant is because practice being in the right place at the right time in terms of having the resource and opportunity available to him and just dedication and in the book he he says it's about dedication and persistence and resilience and it's a you know absolutely fabulous attitude and thought and it's certainly one that i support and have said for years that anybody is capable of anything. Dedication, persistence and resilience. So this links perfectly with the growth mindset. And what's good and important to consider is it's essential to actually praise and reward the ongoing learning experience. However the outcome plays, You know, it might be that it's not necessarily a positive outcome because someone might have failed, but it's important to recognise the journey and praise actually. Do you know what? It doesn't matter if you're not successful there because you will achieve the success. This is your journey and your learning. So for example, I've mentioned to you all before, either in the podcast or blogs or on Facebook and online socially, that I haven't been working at the moment. And I'm oh goodness, I think I started in September actually starting to, you know, find what's going on out in the workplace, what I could do. And it's very quiet. There's a lot going on in the UK at the moment. You've probably heard about Brexit. (laughs) Just that small detail that's just creating a whole kind of, oh goodness, anyway, let's not go there. (laughs) Let's not do that. Um anyway, so it's it's a it's a crazy time when you're trying to look for work at the moment. And I'm be I'm being proactive, but it is slow, and sometimes there is no response, which could be demoralizing. And I'll be truthful here, it has affected me in some part. It could be a dark road. And it's important when you're going down situations like this that you keep the good stuff up. So, i.e., exercise. Uh, exercise is so important those endorphins and all that good stuff and it makes you feel amazing so it's important to keep that up to balance if things aren't going in the right path and this goes back to the growth mindset eating as well good stuff into the body makes you feel better if you eat a lot of crap your body's going to feel sluggish and sleeping oh my goodness sleeping is so important let's just talk about that very quickly because, again, I believe I've mentioned this online, be it socially or, or through the, the podcast. I got a new mattress recently. I'm a firm believer that sleeping is pivotal in, in order of everything that we do, because you need to be rested and feel good and have that kind of energy from the morning. So I've got a new mattress, sleeping like an absolute legend. Got to be honest, it's a firm mattress helping my back massively and I feel good and I sleep soundly. When we don't sleep well, we start putting the unhealthy stuff in our body. So that goes back to the food. We'll put in fuel and energy to keep us going because we didn't get a good night's sleep. You'll feel tired. So you'll have caffeine, perhaps, or sugary stuff to keep yourself going. That's just an artificial quick fix. And you're going to then get the withdrawal and you're going to want more. You're going to feel sluggish. You're going to feel crappy. And it's just a negative cycle. So when you don't have any any energy, you want rubbish foods. Then you get grumpy, you can't see straight, you're unable to focus, stress and irrational behavior comes in. So the benefits for sleeping are absolutely incredible. Energy, enthusiasm, less emotional, rational, you know, can plan better, less panicky and you eat better. And studies do suggest that if you have a good night's sleep, it does help with depression. It lessens it. So going back to the growth mindset and when you're in a a situation that might be a bit blue or you've come across criticism uh, in terms of how you're applying yourself, which could knock you, keep the good stuff up in order to help you see it for what it is so you can move forward. So it can sometimes feel there's no light at the end of the tunnel. However, for me... Looking at my situation and what I was just explaining earlier, Wednesday's meeting at my son's school had a profound impact on me. It was absolutely fantastic, and it helped me. It, it helped me completely rebalance and you know turn things on their head in terms of how I was reviewing things. I've had very much a oh crikey times running out. I've got to get a job, rather than focusing on the here and now. Oh, my life! I've got time off. This is absolutely incredible. Having that mindset change, reviewing that differently, has been epic. It's really changed how I've been feeling and thinking, and it's marvelous. The thing is things are challenging, and that's a great example. And the biggest setback is when we come we receive this negative feedback that potentially you might get, or no feedback, or criticism, or we grade our own performance based on what somebody else is doing and we compare ourselves so we then we feel we're not good enough. Our fixed mindset kicks in and we regress into insecurity, believing we're unable and we can become defensive. This response will restrict growth and development. We don't want to move out of our comfort zones to potentially look silly or fail, especially if we believe we are already good at something. So it's changing that mindset. And how do we do it? Like anything in this world, overcoming fear, changing negative to positive. It's about acknowledging that it's there, that we do something, recognizing, looking at ourselves. Self-reflection is really tough. It's one of the most difficult things to do, I believe. When you actually look back at yourself and you have to admit honestly, "Mm, I didn't do that quite right or that's not right, but I can move forward. And be open about it. That didn't work quite right, so I'm going to do something else. So once you've acknowledged and you can see, crikey, I'm, I've got a bit of a fixed mindset because I don't want to move forward. I'm not doing this or I'm not listening to that. Embrace it and say kind of, yeah, thanks to yourself because it's there for a reason. It's there to protect you. It's doing a job because you not you've needed that protection for whatever reason. But thank it and acknowledge it and then kind of tell yourself, I've got this, I can do it, I can learn and I can move forward. I'm in a better place. I can do this. Talk to people, get input and feedback if you're uncertain. Work hard. I was watching Strictly the other night, uh, Strictly Come Dancing. So for um, any Americans who are listening, that is your Dancing with the Stars, I think. Absolutely love it. Although I would like to see more girl and girl and boy and boy dancing, but I suppose that's the nature of it at the moment. That would be brilliant. Um One of the things they said at the show or the start of the show on Saturday, being excellent and excelling at dancing is about practice, 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 doing the moves over and over and over again. That applies to absolutely everything. And this goes back to what Matthew Syed said in his book and what Carol Dweck is talking about with a growth mindset. It's about learning and applying things. It's about repeating things because you can do it, but you've just got to repeat over and over and over So work hard, find good strategies that help yourself. Get yourself a mentor maybe, someone who's experienced that's been there, done that. Reach out to people. Folk want to help, they always do. So, you know, make those those steps. Take an online course, do some reading, practice. There needs to be a passion for learning rather than a passion for approval. You've got to want to do it inside to push yourself forward. So to recap, growth mindset is knowing that with continual learning, and practice you can get better at anything you can achieve anything anything is possible it's about coming out of comfort zones it's about learning repeating doing something you can make it small to begin with just until you get a level of confidence and then pushing yourself forward but it's about changing your initial mindset in terms of how you view something I hope you've enjoyed that I love doing this and I'm really grateful for you listening uh, it, yeah, it really means a lot. I'll be perfectly honest. And I've loved doing this show because reading this book, having heard what my son's teacher said the other day, Googling this stuff online, I've actually also bought a few other books as well. It's the next step for me in terms of moving forward in my life. So I'm incredibly grateful. And yeah, Love you guys for listening. So thank you so much. As always, you can contact me. Be interested to know what your thoughts are on growth mindset or anything relating to what I've discussed today or any other shows for that matter or any suggestions you've got for shows. Email's always the best, nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. All of the other contact information will be in the show notes including website, com, Instagram, the day underscore today, Twitter, Nat miller and then there's a Facebook page as well so much online it's crazy anyway I hope you're all well, I hope life is treating you kindly, those who are going into the winter months, it's going to get dark it is getting dark but we've got Christmas coming those who have got the sun I'm very jealous, <laughs> I'm not going to lie enjoy whatever you have take care, look after yourself keep well you have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell all contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to the-day.com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.